to series two of the TBI Expert View. We're absolutely delighted with the overwhelming response from the first series, and so we're delighted to be launching this second series now. Uh, we're going to have lots of uh, exciting topics uh, and subjects to discuss uh, this time round, obviously with you, our clients, and also with our partners, with external industry uh, experts, and obviously our own internal experts. We're going to be kickstarting the series with a recap on Brexit and the impact that that has had on businesses 12 months in. Other topics that we'll be discussing include SAFTI and EU future plans, also uh, e-invoicing and how businesses need to be preparing for that. We'll also have an interesting discussion on global payments optimization and how clients can eliminate late payments to tax offices and also minimize their fees associated with that. If you'd like to be involved in this series or if you have ideas for uh, topics that you would like us to discuss, we'd be absolutely delighted to hear from you and you can contact us on the link below. But for now, let's get straight into episode one. Thanks, everyone. Hello everyone, so we're kicking off um, the next session of the Expert View to talk again about Brexit and Joe Healy, the Chief Strategy Officer, has joined me in studio today again, Joe, to yep. talk about Brexit. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, but it, look, it's, a, it's the topic of our time, isn't it, Lisa? I know people are probably blue in the face. It's yeah. not going to be a big uh, socio-political conversation on the, the pluses and minuses or the positives and negatives. We're going to just zero in on the practical implications of Brexit for our customers. Yeah, so we, we have spoken about it before. Uh, me and you particularly have sat and, and, yeah. and talked and recorded uh, sessions about Brexit. Boy, have we. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, very, uh, I mean, I suppose now we're in a better time because yeah. it's, there's, it's there's less uncertainty. You know, we we kind of were at the tail end of the storm, really, with Brexit. Yeah. You know, it feels like it is true spring. You know, we're mm -hmm. we're getting out of COVID. We're coming out of Brexit. Ooh. You know, so it's all good. But we, we'd like to just kind of do a recap for everybody just to talk about what has happened in the last 12 months or so since the transition period e ended. And um, just to talk about what our clients are still struggling with. And then just go on from that and just see, you know, what's coming down the line in relation to Brexit. Yeah. You know, what's left for us to, to talk about? Absolutely. I always equate it to the five stages of grief. You know, we start off with denial, anger. Um, but I think we're getting closer to acceptance now, right? Yeah. So we have some kind of an idea as to what kind of cards have been dealt and what kind of challenges that we have to face. Um, of course, there are still inconsistencies and a few, you know, not as many unknowns, mm -hmm. but a few unknowns left to be uh, tackled. But for the most part, uh, we know that, yes, the challenges that we predicted have come to pass. There yeah. are barriers to doing business in the with the EU now, if you're a British uh, company and vice versa. Um, and anybody who, uh, you know, said there wouldn't be barriers to uh, business our for businesses was talking bunkum mm -hmm. um, but that's not for us to worry about we can just get down to the practicalities so I know that you know the last 24 months we've had a lot of panic conversations of customers ringing us looking for advice and advisory support Lisa we still uh, you know we know a lot uh, of the unknowns have been resolved mm -hmm. uh, but there are still known unknowns <laughs> yeah. that we have to um, encounter on a daily basis but for you those inconsistencies um, and we'll say gray areas, 
What has been the biggest challenge uh, post the transition period for our, for our clients? Yeah, I think, you know, businesses moved to VAT register in countries in, in various mul multiple member states because they knew that, you know, simplifications were going to be gone. Call off stock was going to be gone. Triangulation was going to be gone. So they were the knowns, okay? They mm -hmm. were the knowns. Then, uh, you know, we also had situations where um, for uh, companies selling to customers around Europe, they wanted to decide whether they were going to be the importer of record or their customer was going to be. So that again was a decision that they made. So that was a known. They were mm -hmm. either going to register in those countries or their customers were going to be the importer of record. They knew in some situations that their customers wanted them to be the importer of record. So again, that's a known. So where we ran into difficulty was time delays with registrations when they were needed, uh, time delays and administrative burden with EORI numbers, fiscal representation. So again, fiscal representation. Um, for third countries, fiscal representation is required if you need to register in, in, in an EU member state. Not all member states, but some member states. So we knew that before Brexit. But in the run-up to Brexit then, and we had the, the mutual assistance protocol within the Brexit deal on the 24th of December, that changed the need for fiscal representation in some member states. Mm -hmm. Companies didn't know that. So, you know, we were scrambling to put fiscal representation in place for some companies in Italy, for example. Then, boom, the protocol was there, the mutual assistance protocol, fiscal representation was no longer required. So you can just imagine the administrative hassle around those kind of things. So they, they were the kind of, things that companies couldn't plan for you know so you know they were looking at you know their transport links their you know their supply chains looking at margins looking at where they needed registrations mm -hmm. all of that they could plan for things like delays with tax offices tax office software not being ready uh you know the fiscal representation situation as well so that kind of were the unknowns Absolutely. and that's where the stress and the headache came and i could reel off at least five or six uh, clients at the top of my head whom i know right now are still struggling that with that yeah as in they look at their legal entity structure and where they must be VAT registered where they want to deregister yeah and that pivots on a weekly monthly basis you know based on new yeah. new uh, findings uh, that are coming out at the moment so it's a what i would say is a lot of our customers are still in that state of flux yeah so i think that's so we know what has happened right mm. we were there we lived through it you know we survived it um, I think, you know, if we can survive Brexit and COVID, we're doing really well. <laughs> but we need to kind of still talk about what companies are still struggling yeah. with today because there are there are still those struggles that are going on. And I think that's a great point that you made, Joe, is, you know, uh, companies aren't revisiting what they did, you know, just in the aftermath of the transition period to see, is that the best option? You know, does that give my customers the best experience? Is that the best for my profit margin at the end of the day? Mm. You know, what can I do differently? And that's it. And the consumer has been caught, not caught up in all of this as well. We all have our own experiences. I'm sure the audience um, at, at home and, and, and ourselves within our own organization here at TBI, where we've had, you know, I, I, I'm a keen golfer. I had a great uh, um, merchant in the UK that I used to buy all my golf kit from. And uh, I can no longer, you know, avail of their services and their, and their goods because they made me the importer of record. Mm -hmm. Now, that's something that I'm not going to tolerate. So I'll just take my business elsewhere. That happens a lot of the time, yeah, right? Yeah, it absolutely does. And, you know, we even have situations, um, I'll just talk about Germany for, for an example. We have situations where companies, UK businesses have decided that in Germany, their customers are going to be the importer of record. And the German tax office have come back and we've had situations like this, and I don't know if people are aware, uh, the German tax office have said, if it doesn't say on the website in the terms and conditions that your customer is the importer of record, the German tax office still want that business to yeah. pay the import VAT. So 
Those goods have been imported into Germany. The customer is the importer of record. The sale has been made. The customer has paid the import VAT. And yet the German tax officer is now saying that if your T's and C's on your website don't say that your customer is responsible for the import, I want the import VAT that's, off you. That's hugely so, penal, right? I mean, yeah. what's the remedy there? So, um, well, according to the German tax office, appeal, you know, mm. so, it, but that's just time, effort, resources, Cost. you know, and you're looking to, you need, you'll need to provide proof of the importation and, you know, the documentation and working with your carriers then to compile that information. And, you know, and if there's a gap in your documentation, where, where do you stand? Mm -hmm. So, you know, we are on behalf of our customers, we are in contact with the EU Commission on topics like this, but you know, it's for, for businesses to have to use a third party to try to figure out what needs to be done in these kind of situations. So those things are still going on, you know, and we still have kind of administrative burden with Brexit and um, with the EORI numbers, the EORI numbers and linking of multiple VAT registration numbers to your EORI number. Mm -hmm. You know, customers not, or sorry, clients not realizing that you need to do that link with multiple mm -hmm. numbers and goods ending up in a port in Belgium stuck. You know, mm -hmm. that, that's still going on, you know. Yeah. It is. And, you know, I suppose from our standpoint, uh, we have to always be cognizant of what, how we can support, how we can help. And of course, we do provide a huge amount of advisory services to our clients. We do provide a, a huge amount of compliance services, uh, as well as the VAT recovery piece to our clients. Um, and what we've also identified through uh, various, uh, our, our client platform program, mm -hmm. Elevate, mm -hmm. is that uh, one of the best sources of information for our customers is that peer-to-peer -peer networking and knowledge sharing am I yeah, right absolutely absolutely because that was a big thing with Brexit Um, you know the theory is there we know what we have to do but it's you know what is the correct form that I have to fill out what is the box that I need to tick you know we still see issues with even with the introduction of import one-stop shop one-stop shop which we actually haven't managed to get mm -hmm. to and this we could talk for hours about that mm -hmm. but just again you know um ticking the right box to make sure that your import one-stop shop number is noted on your customs documents that you're not also charged import VAT. So the peer groups that you're talking about, Joe, the information sharing, it's to get to that point so that we can share the pitfalls yes. uh, with our clients and make sure everybody knows um, what needs to happen. So not just to advise or talk about theory, but talk to the talk practicalities, about the practicalities of it. Of it. I, we saw it firsthand uh, at our recent um, Elevate uh, event um, in November, whereby two of our panelists shared their information, insights, and knowledges, and, and, and knowledge and experience of OSS IOSS to date. Mm -hmm. And one was um, one one didn't go down the IOSS route and mm -hmm. explained why. The other one did, but now was reconsidering based on the findings of our other customer. You know, yeah. so that's that's invaluable. Yeah, so and I think that's also something that's happening and it kind of it does line up with Brexit because our UK uh, established businesses are still looking at those simplifications and how, how they can use them and when they can use them. You know, IOSS, some companies didn't use it as a simplification because of the consignment value limit mm -hmm. that was applied there. But again, you know, that's something that might change in the, in the future. EU Commission are still looking at that and um, they're still looking at simplification for um, e-commerce. You know, so that might change down the line mm -hmm. and, you know, these kind of platforms and forums will cover 
if we hear that the, those changes are happening so as the, well. So the unknowns, I suppose, that we have to be cognizant of as well as, you know, you, you, you referenced at the beginning, we knew that the simplifications were going to be gone. Is it a case of watch this space because those simplifications might be reintroduced? Um, is, is, this yeah. a, is this a movable feast? I suppose it's changing of simplification. Mm. So, you know, we lost, or not we, but the UK business lost the use of call off stock in some situations on triangulation. Um, for e-commerce though, um, the EU Commission are, are looking at that space and, you know, trying to keep up with the digital economy and so introducing other simplifications. So one-stop shop, the mini one-stop shop being extended to one-stop shop, the introduction of the import one-stop shop, that is simplification introduced to manage the digital economy. Um, you know, as if we didn't have enough complexity, Lisa, we also have the Northern Ireland Protocol. And uh, again, you know, focusing on it from a VAT perspective, uh, in Ireland, uh, we can still trade with Northern Ireland as if they're in the EU, which is a great thing. Um, you know, and but that, there's challenges around that, and we have to be cognizant of as well. Right? Yes, we just I suppose we just need to keep an eye on that situation. Um, the Northern Ireland Protocol, from a VAT point of view, it means that Northern Ireland are treated as an EU member state for the movement of goods, not for services. So it's just, you know, keeping an eye on that and seeing what way that's going to go mm. and just preparing businesses then for any change that might come down the line in relation to that and, situation. And what else is coming down the line now? Is Interstat in the UK? Uh, so there's a change uh, for Interstat um, in the UK from January of 2022. Um, so businesses established in Great Britain no longer have to um, submit Interstat arrivals from January 2022. So that's, that's good news, I suppose. Mm -hmm. It's one less... One less piece of documentation that has to be covered by a uh, business established in uh, Great Britain. Fantastic. Uh, anything else we should be cognizant of and, and just um, keeping our eye on going forward? Yeah, I think, you know, we're over the worst of Brexit. I, I, I truly believe that we're mm. at the tail end of the storm as, as regards to Brexit. I think it's time now for businesses to revisit what they put in place and make sure that's the best option. I know that we have clients coming back to us revisiting what they what they did and their approach after Brexit. You know, as well, you know, customer experience, just examine, examine that situation and mm -hmm. um, looking at the, the, the sales, the geography of their sales, you know, and just seeing what's the best option uh, from a cost point of view for VAT compliance, I suppose, and seeing is it worthwhile um, revisiting the registration obligations in those countries. Absolutely. So the message here loud and clear is uh you know, we're, we know a lot of the unknowns. There's still uh, elements to be resolved. Uh, there's still um, simplifications being reintroduced in different guises. So collaborate and work with your peers, collaborate and work with uh, the likes of ourselves mm -hmm. at TBI to, because we're monitoring it all the time. And I'm sure we'll be back here again in a... No, no more Brexit talk. <laughs> no. We'll have to revisit. No again. more Brexit talk. No, no, we're done. We're done with Brexit. <laughs> we Brexited Brexit. Uh, absolutely. Well, look, um, again, it, I really enjoyed today. It, yeah. was, it was good to get our, wrap our heads around it again some bit. Um, but I'm sure, despite what we want, we will have to revisit. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Joe, thanks a million for joining me today. Talk a Thank bit you. again about Brexit. Uh, it was really good. And um, in our next session, we'll talk about safety and um, e-invoicing. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the TBI Expert View. As always, if you enjoyed the conversation, please share and subscribe to get notified when new episodes will be released. Bye for now.